looking to reduce your energy bills, Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps. We offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A tailored service where each code is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go! Well, heartbreak for Celtic last night in the 96th minute. Lazio, who we had done not much at all for the final 20 minutes. Celtic were going for a winner. Ball comes up the other end of the park. And Mark Guidi, it was a cruel blow for the Scottish champions. Another defeat in Europe. But how did you feel Celtic performed last night? Yeah, I, I was at the game, Paul. I was at Celtic Park. I thought Celtic were very, very comfortable. I thought um, they were going to win the game. I thought they would have deserved to win the game. But then just that, that momentary lapse, you know, just a little bit of indecision. Um, and then, a, a, you know, a good winning header from, from Pedro. At least Celtic bought me the table, Paul. And they now face their next three games are arguably the hardest of the section. Atletico Madrid home and away, Lazio away. So Celtic could be out of it by the time final come um, in December for, for, for their home game. So um, last night last night was definitely a chance to get a point. They, they didn't get it. And now Celtic, for me, Paul, they face a real uphill task to avoid finishing bottom of the group again and yet Stephen McGinn the 60,000 fans enjoyed two really special moments Kyogo's goal and then Palmer's goal which of course was then chalked off cruel yeah really cruel especially I mean the second one's uh, for, for about five minutes thought Celtic were playing real top level stuff the goal would have been unbelievable um, I don't know if whether Dyson Maida needs to touch it or not um, but yeah, from the highs of Saturday, scoring so late, a winning goal against Motherwell to the low of last night, it just felt like, in the, in the grand scheme of the group, it wouldn't have been the win they were after to, to keep them really competitive in the group. But the draw, I think, was more than deserving the performance they put in. So it was a real sucker blow at the end. A bit like how your brother Paul would have felt yeah, the Yeah, I mean, he felt yeah. it. I, I watched them head in hands. Uh, you just think, how have we lost that? It felt a bit like that last night for, for Celtic. Usually when you play teams of this, that quality, they give you a few warning shots, but from the game I was watching, it felt like um, Sarri had made his subs and he was taking his point, he was happy to get out of Glasgow with the point, and I just didn't see the winning goal coming from him. And it's maybe caught Celtic cold. I think maybe the players on the field were quite comfortable thinking if there's going to be a winner here, it's, it's, it's all us, and they just switch off and... I mean, the, the guy that scores the winning goals won everything there is to win in the game. So Pedro, yeah. You, you, you switch mm-hmm. off and he's going to punish you. Maybe one of the smallest players in their team anyway. Yeah. Uh, Mark, it wouldn't have made much difference one point though, or would it? I, I, think, it really... I, I think that could be crucial, Paul. Okay. Um, the way, no crystal ball, the way I see yeah. it panning out is I think Celtic could begin to the last game with, with zero points. Uh, could Feyenoord, who made a good fist of it last night in Madrid, could Feyenoord pick up a point, for example, at home to Lazio, yeah, yeah, you could see that happening. Because they led which, a couple yeah, of times. Which would put yeah. Feyenoord on to four points. So like I say to Paul, I think that point could be absolutely vital. And as I said, I don't like saying it because I want to see Celtic do well. Was willing them on last night. Uh, felt entertained um, by them. Um, but you can see why Brendan Rodgers wanted a couple of um, you know ready-made players, if you like. Because even Palmer, for all his talent, Paul, I'm watching them. Brendan Rodgers is coaching Palmer through the game 
And there's a few oh, times yeah. he's disappointed but Palmer's looking for a ball over the top and Brendan Rodgers is looking for him to come towards the halfway line to get the ball from Taylor and go to the fullback. So that's what he's saying. Like, listen, managers will coach players at all levels and all experience but, you know, let's be honest, neither Palmer or Yang, they're no jotters. So that that's that bit of experience, that bit of quality um, that Celtic are missing that in European games it comes home to roost it comes back to bite you um, in the backside so let's say I hope I'm wrong but uh, I think that point that they've lost last night will be vital come the end of game 6 Well Celtic fans give us a call 08 08 17 17 700 after last night's great performance ultimately 2-1 for the Italians uh, Rangers game was on soon it's the early kickoff. remember in Europe and we've got the starting 11 the first one under Stephen Davis an interim charge and it's Butland Tavernier Goldson Davies and Barisic Lundstrom Raskin and Lammers Wright and Sima and Desers and on the bench McCrory at the other right Suter Safuentes Sterling Ruth King Devine McCausland Fraser Lyle and McKinnon so we'll talk Rangers and we'll hear a little bit from Stephen Davis shortly but the headline uh, sadly across Europe was Stephen because you know you're watching the programme last night and you see no points Celtic and it's been such a long time since they've won at Celtic Park in Europe let's hear what Brendan Rodgers said at full time what about that second killer goal yeah it's a poor goal from from our perspective um, and that's what we said you you've, you clearly we, we want to win every game that we play and so there's maybe that mindset before we've had control of the the ball that we're running out of out, out of position and that's just that's just the uh, the idea of wanting to win the game but it's a level where it, it was a it was a really good cross and a, and a fantastic header by by Pedro. But if I look at it from our perspective, we can we can negate the goal just by uh, just by our positioning. So um, so that was the only disappointment from our perspective. But but overall, I you know I think we we uh, we, we played some really good football at times with great control and, and playing through the 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 lines of midfield and, and getting into good areas, but. Um, but uh, we just didn't quite get a result to to match. Stephen, what did you make of it? He sounds sick, doesn't he? Yeah. I I felt sorry for him. I thought Celtic were brilliantly coached last night. Honestly, I thought it was a real performance with the ball out, without the ball. I thought they were really well coached, um, and with a team that's very much in transition, he's still finding out his best team. Whether it's Palmer or Yang, the centre half partnership, he's not quite got there yet. You see Carter Vickers come on at 60 minutes. I'm not sure if Nat Phillips can do the full 90, but. And then after the game, obviously Celtic's record gets cast up, but also Brendan Rodgers' record in the competition gets cast up, which I think's unfair. I, honestly, I thought I thought he deserved more from there, and, and he just sounds sick speaking there. Yeah, what are the chances of qualifying beyond Christmas, uh, which is what had been talked about? Well, I think if you see what we've been right in the games, both games up until that first hour in Feyenoord, we uh, we're very competitive, and if we we make some better decisions, we can uh, we can be in front in the game. So, uh, but we showed that we can compete. I think tonight we're very unfortunate to to lose the game, um, but we showed our fitness and our quality in the second half. We were able to break through and, and play some really good football. But um, but like I said, it's uh, it's a harsh lesson for us to uh, that we had to take. So um, for me, I said at the beginning of this tournament, we're playing against some really good teams, fantastic teams. We we quality, and we're going to be here to compete. And unfortunately, we haven't got certainly tonight what we deserve from from the game. But um, but we'll uh, we'll get ready for the next game and show our 
our spirit and our and hopefully our quality and uh, we'll keep fighting in every single game. Next two games, Mark, home and away, Atletico Madrid. But of course, they did find it tough last night, but came yeah. out three two winners. Yeah, you know they, they they got there in the end, and that's what you're talking about. You, you find a way. You know that's what the good European teams uh, do, and uh, also very experienced um, Atletico. Um, I, did, you know, I, I agree with Stephen being at the game last night. You know, sometimes you, you would watch Celtic in Europe when you're watching through the cracks of your fingers, Paul. I thought last night they were very much in control. Um, Lazio cut them open once near the start of the second half. And the guy ruined it. It was clean through on the right-hand side, cut back inside. You think they've got a makeshift centre-half pairing. I thought they were good. That said, Lazio are not a top-tier team at the moment, but they're still a very capable team. They're past their movements on quality players. A wonderful coach in Sarri. Um, but yeah, Celtic were 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 there. Um, but again, it's just that you know the word I'm using. I think it applied certainly more last season. But you see it again. For example, composure, Maeda, chance in the first half. Mm-hmm. Just takes his time, looks up. He might have been able to pick a pass. But he says he shoots and it's wild. It's not even testing the goalkeeper. And Maeda puts in a brilliant shift. You know, defensively he's brilliant. But it's composure and that's that's why you end up finishing bottom of, bottom of a section. So what Celtic need to do now, Paul, they've put themselves right up against the wall and Celtic need to produce um, something unexpected. Whether that be getting a point in Madrid, beating Madrid at home or getting a point in Rome. There's no evidence to suggest that they're going to do that. In Madrid? But they might, they'll need, to, they'll need yeah. to defy the odds and that's taking it for granted that they're going to beat final at home in game number six, which isn't a gimme. So they need to def- they need to bring out something about it. Can they do it? I can't see it. I hope I'm wrong. But right now, I can't see Celtic producing something extraordinary in one of their next three games. And yet, you would think, maybe in Rome, Stephen, could there be a surprise? Yeah, well, with the international uh, break looming, your thoughts turn to Scotland and what it takes to qualify for a major tournament. You have to, do, you have, to have results like winning at home to Spain, winning in Norway. Celtic are going to have to do, as Mark said, something special. They've did it before in Rome. I think Atletico Madrid away is really tough. You, you see what they did to Real Madrid uh, only the other week. So it's going to be really tough away from home. Can Celtic Park be a total cauldron for Atletico coming to, to get them over the line? To get, to get a point on the board uh, going on to those, those last two games because they're going to need all the help they can get. Mark, in the ground, the decibels were so high last night. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I mean, Celtic fans were... We're in great form, Paul, great voice, you know, spurring the team on and they were bouncing off each other well because the team were, were producing, uh, producing, they were taking the game uh, to Lazio. Callum McGregor, just superb, you know, the angles he makes, the way self-available for his full-backs and, the, and his centre-halves. Kyogo, you know, that, that composure, um, whether he's meaning he can I not make the goalie or not, but anyway, he scores. Come on. When you think, well, <laughs> well, this time last year he was missing those chances. So there yeah, there's an improvement um, right away. Um, you see it O'Reilly try to impose himself in the game Hitati I like the look of Bernardo big tall strong physical presence but they're just like you say Brendan Rodgers was spot on yep. absolutely spot on six weeks ago eight weeks ago when he said we're a couple of ready made players short and you can see it and that's what you listen they can get through it on Saturday they find a way domestically of course they will but what, if you want to stay in Europe you, you, need, you need a wee bit better than what they've got and uh, as I say unless they produce something extraordinary which there's no evidence to suggest that they will Paul because the European record unfortunately just isn't there for them in recent years but maybe this is the time because they have got an elite coach as much as the record's really poor there's definitely an improvement I mean, you can see a big improvement defensively as well and, and going forward there's a confidence level the way they knock the ball about 
you know, it's, it's proper. So yeah, maybe this is the time that they will pull something out of the hat in the next three games. I hope they do. But I just can't see where it comes from. Frank's on the socials at Go Football Show from Blantyre. He said, I was there last night with my two boys. Huge improvement under yeah. Brendan Rodgers in Europe. And the players who were there last year, you could see that, and he mentioned Kyogo, which yeah. last year just wasn't happen, happening for him. Could they, and what Stephen said, look at Scotland a couple of years ago, we said, yeah. we're never qualifying. Yeah. And yet, we did. And could Celtic go further into okay Europa League that yeah. third position would be amazing you need, if you look at Celtic's history Paul in terms of the Champions League I'm, I'm off the top of my head mm. um, Gordon Strachan's team getting to the last 16 they beat Man United at home they beat EC Milan at home one year as well so you you, you produce something that you think well, normally that would be you, you'll probably lose it but you might nick a point yeah. but they won those games that's what gets you so they need to produce something special on top of beating Feyenoord in the last game which won't be an easy one either we, we, we give those group of players immense credit domestically because they just always find a way their mindset's phenomenal domestically but there is some sort of block in Europe there is something um, that they have domestically that's, I, know, I know you're playing against a much higher quality of player but it's almost the opposite as if they find a way to lose a game that yeah. They, they, they're never going to lose like last night was did you see that coming no Steve? no I didn't at all I didn't no. I, I said earlier Mark said that there's games in Europe where you're thinking it's a matter of time here I mean Bodo glimped a couple of years ago a team nowhere near the top level of European football you're thinking this is a matter of time but last night was just a it, it, it was one of those rip your stomach out like as a fan like Motherwell experienced on Saturday we just did not see it coming Let's hear a bit more from the manager at full time. We were bitterly disappointed. I felt totally we deserved to take something from the game. Had a great start and scored a great goal. Disappointed with the goal that we conceded. We can, we can do better from the from the corner. Yeah, but I thought going into the second half, apart from the one opportunity they had late on, we, we had good control of the game and we were getting through them. And uh, it looked like a matter of time before we could score. So... Um, we got the goal, uh, but unfortunately, Dyson just gets a, a touch on it and uh, and made it offside, uh, which I felt at that point we we deserved to to get in front. Uh, arrived into some really good areas, but just couldn't quite take the opportunities. And then um, to concede late on, like we did, it's 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 really harsh on us. But there's a learning there. We you have to secure the the ball in the game, and and if you're not going to to win it at that stage as it comes forward, then you, you certainly can't lose it. So um, so that's a big learning. But the players give everything. You know, the, the, the squad of players that we, we have, the mentality, everything. And uh, just disappointed for um, for the players and the supporters. We couldn't get the result. And Stephen, it just shows you the difference between the Scottish game and England. Look at Newcastle. Back in after 20 years, uh, Eddie Howe. What a result for them last night. And I just was thinking, the difference in money that they've got resource-wise, you see it in games like last night? Yeah, and I think, I mean, I watched Newcastle do that to Aston Villa, first game of the season. It's uh, what a place it is at the minute. It's rocking, they're really well organised. There's a brilliant momentum about the club. Um, yes, they're heavily backed, but I think they've got that that bit of um, passion like the, the the clubs I mean when you get, really gets going the way Celtic Park can be Ibrooks can be I think Newcastle can generate that so I think they just blew Paris Saint-Germain away last night Mark what are you thinking for 
uh, the weekend for Celtic. Does he make some changes? He's got Carter Vickers back in the squad. Oh, Nick Kelly. back yeah. in. Yeah, I'm not not in detail, but what, what does he do in the next couple of days? Do they get a day off to because that yeah. was a real sucker punch last yeah. night. Oh, they'll be, they'll be, you know deflated, like I said. You know, I felt for Brendan Rodgers when, when they went, to, you know, two one up, and you see him just we 10-12 yard dash, you know, down the touchline. You know, obviously elated did and, and yeah. rightly so. Uh, yeah, he did and, and, and rightly so. You know, you watch, yeah, good on you. You know, you want to see Brendan Rodgers doing doing well, absolutely. Um, and then for you know for Vardy get involved and, and you know it's sore on Celtic, but it's the right decision. You know, it's clear that that I mean, he does get a wee touch on it. So it was offside. It was a wonderful finish from Palmer getting into the goalies uh, near post. Uh, so yeah, he'll, he'll probably look at, at, at freshening it up. Paul, there's plenty of options. Um, I think it was probably probably was always part of the plan that Phillips coming off bearing yeah. in mind he's hardly kicked a ball um, in nine months yeah. very very stable yeah very stable Liam Scales beside him as well you know caught the eye um, once more Al- Alistair Johnson no, let's, Paul there wasn't a player like I said sometimes I've watched Celtic in Europe in the past decade or so through the cracks of your fingers last night wasn't like that um, at all Feyenoord in the first game wasn't like that oh, until sure. they lost a man and, and then nine men and, and, and Feyenoord could have won 4-0 and bearing in mind too uh, if you don't pick another point you, you're, you're potentially having to beat Feyenoord at least 2-0 Paul to, to, to get that head-to-head you know as yeah, well in the last sure. game so you, you put all that into the mix it's going to be a real a real uphill battle for Celtic to avoid uh, finishing bottom but domestically he'll make a couple of changes He'll he'll freshen it up. He's got good he's got good options, and uh, wouldn't you be surprised to see Carter Vickers starting Saturday against Kilmarnock? I just from from watching Lazio last night and seeing Feyenoord in the first game. Not that they blew Celtic away or anything, but they were missing a couple of strikers. I just can't see Lazio going to Holland uh, and winning. I, I don't think they're just a win against Feyenoord. They'll be enough to guarantee uh, European football, even if they go and beat Feyenoord three 0 I think I think Feyenoord can beat Lazio at home. So. Yeah. It was a real sick enough at that point of view last night. A bit more from Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, I think the learning is it's always in just managing the game at that late stage. And if you can't win it, we, we knocked on the door second half. We were progressive with the ball and got into some really good areas. But if you can't make the breakthrough, you just got to make sure in that last part of the game that you're secure behind the ball. And uh, and that was a, a devastating way to, to lose the game because we, we deserve something from it. So... Um, but like in every game, there's always a learning. We'll analyse it, and uh, for when we're here for um, for the Atletico Madrid game, then uh, hopefully we can learn the lessons from it. Devastating, he said, Mark. You don't often hear that from the no, a manager. But yeah, I, I, you know, I think he's he's been true there uh, to his word. It was one of those nights where you just think, oh my God, how, why, why have we lost that game? You know, 95, 96 minutes, uh, and Lazio were more than happy with a with a point, Paul. You know, it wasn't them that were um, you know that were, were, were taking the game to, to Celtic. It was other way um, about Celtic were, were, were penetrating them more, so it, it was cruel. I felt for Celtic last night. You know, sometimes you see them and you just think, yeah, you know, you've got you've deserved. Yeah. But last night wasn't one of those occasions. We follow all the games, uh, Mark, over the years. You know, yeah. with Rangers in Europe, Celtic in Europe, um, and when you see the stats this morning on the telly, only three sides are currently enduring longer winless runs in the Champions mm-hmm. League at home than Celtic in the history of it you yeah. just don't want to see that 16 Celtic have failed to keep a clean sheet at home in the last 16 Champions yeah. League games and I'm not saying that to be overly critical it's just uh-huh. a fact but you can't throw that at Brendan Rodgers whatever or this current team yeah, it, it's, yeah I, I, I mean it's, it's one of those things when you hear you know, like I say I, I don't want to be critical of Celtic yeah. last night because I think they were very unlucky that said 
you know, what do we hear after every defeat, including a couple of weeks ago against Feyenoord? And you think back to last season, we'll learn from it. We'll learn from it. It's a learning curve. It's game management. Well, when are you going to learn from it? Yeah. <laughs> because a lot of those players were involved last season, Paul. So when are you going to learn? Because last season, you get two points out of 18 and finish bottom in the section. This time you go to Feyenoord, okay, it's two new signings that, 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 that make the costly mistakes, Lager Bielka and then home. That comes back to, again, comes back to Brendan Rodgers' point eight weeks ago. We're not experienced enough. Yeah, domestically, fine. Yeah. But in Europe, no. If you want to go and make a dent um, in Europe, and let like I say, that's where he'll be very, very frustrated because the money's there. The money's there to go and do, do more than what they did in the window. You know, do more than bring in projects. Because like I say, Palmer, lovely talent. But Brendan Rodgers had to walk him through the half hour that he's on the pitch. I mean, literally walk him through it. That's what, that's what he's talking about. You'll get players that can go and do it. You look at him at McGregor. Just goes and takes the game. Just takes control of the yeah. game. Yeah. So that, that's what you feel for Brendan uh, Rodgers and the players and the supporters last night. Because there you go, there's another 60,000 inside the ground that have paid whatever it is for, for, yeah. for the three match package they've put millions back into the club yeah. again that, that, that's the thing the, the team now every Celtic team that seems to be competing and they, they are made up of quite a lot of young players you look back at the successful European Celtic teams and Neil Lennon's team that get through the group Gordon Strachan's teams that were going through the groups Martin O'Neill's team that beat everyone at home the team was all 27, 28 year olds 29 sure. year olds brilliant ages peak of their careers taking on Europe's best the results at the minute, they keep every year or two it seems to be someone else will go, someone else will go. And I know that's the model. But I think results when you just get beat at this level will encourage people just to go. Yeah. See, if they, see if they're sure. able to go and beat a lot. So yeah. see if they're going to get Christmas, uh, European yeah. football after Christmas. Then maybe win another round, maybe get to a quarter-final of a, a European. Does it say to a Matt O'Reilly or an Alistair Johnson, do you know what, they're building something yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be part of that. Or does it say in the summer... That's another bad year. It was great. We've won a league, but we can't compete at that next level. If I don't go, someone else will go, and the team's weaker again. So, so I'll just go. Yeah. If a finer can get into the latter stages of this tournament, the Champions League, surely. Look, look at the Rangers team that gets. It's always spoken about you can't compete. Yeah. The Rangers team that got to the European final is very old by by. Yeah. Now, a lot of players, 28, 29, sure. 30, yeah. as I said, peak of their careers. All right, Celtic fans, what are you thinking? 0808 17 17 700. And do you know we're only, what, 20 minutes away from kickoff in Limassol, where the weather is markedly different from Glasgow. <laughs> Another horrible day here uh, in autumn, but it's Rangers up against Limassol. That's coming up soon, and we'll give you more on that next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A tailored service where each code is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go! Thanks, Chris. Always on the boil with the... Well, he is on the boil as well, but he may be on the ball with the... <laughs> having heard it, unlike me. Thanks, Chris. You'll be back in about 20 minutes or so with the traffic in Limassol, which, uh, Mark, I think it's just the sunshine. I think I'm deprived of oh. the sun yeah we're going to turn our attention to Rangers if you've just tuned in so the team came out a few moments ago Butland Tavernier Goldson Davies and Barisic Lundstrom Raskin and Lammers Wright Scott Wright Seema and Cyril Desers up front mm. Stephen McGinn a new era begins certainly for Stephen Davis interim charge still no word on who the manager is going to be um, we spoke about it for a few days obviously it looked as though it could be all over for him I mean ironically he had a great result Michael Beale against Real Betis just two weeks ago yeah and it's, uh, it's given him a great start in the, in the group and 
for the new manager, whoever it may be coming in, um, what a boost it will be if they can dig out another win uh, in match day two. But you, you're just looking at the team and you're thinking that they have got a few injuries now and you think of, you're just looking at the bench, it's very young. Um, Kemar Roof obviously coming back probably sooner than we expected. There'll be a boost for Stephen Davis, but it's going to be a tricky game that tonight off the back of the weekend. There'll be a lot of negativity been been going about the the club over the last week so those players have, have boarded that plane and need to unite and, and dig out a win Out of town Mark um, a chance for Stephen Davis it, it, things couldn't really go wrong could they out there for him given that he's much loved he's still in the books he's trying to recover yeah. from yeah. an operation who do you think and nobody seems to know who it's going to be who is going to be the new manager Well I, I believe that Rangers are, are, are going to be interviewing going through the process Paul over the next three or four days with a view to having their new manager in place for, for this time next week um, Kevin Muscat is heavily in the frame so Kevin Muscat um, uh, has admirers inside the Rangers boardroom and will be given the opportunity to, to put his case forward um, to the Rangers hierarchy um, so that's one a couple from from, from down south um, as well and closer to home obviously Derek McInnes is an obvious guy if you're going to look for someone who knows his way around the block who knows his way around Scottish football um, and who has a, an excellent CV and so I think that Derek McInnes um, should be under consideration for, for the job as well um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what Rangers end up doing but um, certainly Paul uh, interviews will, will, will be taking place and uh, a view to getting the manager in in the next uh, few days but certainly Steve Davis Alec Ray Stevie Smith and Brian Gilmore in charge tonight obviously in yeah. Cyprus and uh, Sunday away to St Man. So uh, Kevin Muscat we spoke in some detail with our own Craig Moore on Tuesday night on the programme and he did declare look he's really friendly with Kevin Muscat mm. but he was saying uh, about his record I mean he's done really well hasn't he with uh, Yokohama F Marinos yeah. but, so, I spoke to a Rangers fan this morning uh, James for example in the city centre and he said yeah but are we just following the Ange Postacoglu route but yeah. I think he's more than that isn't he yeah, I think that's unfair yeah. to, to, to say that look okay he, so he's a former Rangers player he's got a decade um, of experience he plays football He's got contact. You know, he plays football the way you know it's wanted to be played. Um, so that's fine. So I think um, Kevin Muscat should be on the shortlist. Put it this way, he is in the shortlist. Yeah. So that's all that matters, whether you sure. agree with it or not. He's on the shortlist. I think Derek McInnes will be in the thoughts. I think Derek, you know, is a is a really good manager. And I'd like to see Derek being given an opportunity. I talked the greatest respect to Aberdeen Kilmarnock to, to, to see what he could do. Yeah, and he gets it you know I think for me Derek McInnes is very much cut from the, the, the Walter Smith um, kind of mould beyond that Paul Frank Lampard yeah. seriously I can't see the logic in Frank Lampard I and really you, can't you know he was the leader at the bookmakers yesterday and they don't normally get it yeah, wrong yeah I, so, you know, I, I see a Sam Allardyce I see a Steve really? Bruce yeah. um, Dean Smith who used to be at Aston Villa really good operator yeah, um, got, Aston, got Aston Villa up he's got a couple of relegations in his CV yeah. uh, which isn't great so look there's certainly c contenders there um, but what you've got to do is and what's clear is that it's people that have got managerial experience Rangers have been burned by hiring a manager who had 25 first team games under his belt in all different ways let himself down wasn't he up to it um, and you know was was eventually um, found out um, in the end. So they they know to go for somebody experience because ultimately, what have you got to do? What's your remit at Rangers? Win trophies and beat the team across the city. Massive ask. 
a massive ask to go and do that regardless of who's put in charge because Celtic are a well-run football club they've got a, a, a really really good squad and they've got an outstanding manager domestically he is an outstanding manager so it's a big big call but it's an attractive job still the Rangers job is a massive massive job because a year ago just now they had a manager Giovanni van Bronckhurst who just four months before had taken them to a European yeah. final yeah. and they were just moments away from being in pot one mm. in the Champions League which yeah. obviously Eintracht got see Derek is Derek there Derek McInnes on the telly Stephen yep. what do you feel I should mention Aberdeen as well what would be wrong with the, the Ange kind of effect of somebody uh, some Rangers fans are saying oh well Ange Postacoglu Australian doesn't mean to say it would work for us I think it will be more of a positive in terms of it will be cut a lot less slack than, than Ange got in terms of being successful in Australia and Japan and what Ange Postacoglu has been on to do here and, and, and now in England. I think it's an unbelievably tough appointment now compared to last year, the same time last year, I think. I know, I know the Rangers squad and Joe Van Bronckhurst had kind of lost their way and he'd fell behind Celtic and he'd lost his job. But to take over then, you're taking over a squad that had been to the Europa final. You're thinking you've guys at Glen Kamara, can you get them going again? This time around, I'm thinking, can you attract a big-name manager that's going to want to work with this group of players as opposed to a, a, a group that had just been to the Europa final? I, I think Michael Beale got allowed to make the signings he made yeah. in the summer and unless, I mean they're there they're there tonight they're there every week to prove prove me and other people wrong but I can't see it I think the quality's dropped in the squad I don't think it's as attractive as job as it was this time last year and and what what is a new manager what, what is, is is there a budget for him to just come in and get rid of some of these guys that they've been signing three and four year contracts or are they trying to attract a manager that can work with that can get a, a little bit more out of these guys for the rest of the season to then have another mini rebuild when I, read, when I see names mentioned like Frank Lampard, I, I can't help but think what does Derek McInnes need to do if he's going to lose out in that job for, for Frank Lampard. I mean, I, you, you guys have been on the planet a lot longer than me, but in, in my lifetime, two of the most successful Rangers managers have been Alex McLeish and Walter Smith. Done, been successful at other domestic clubs. Know the club inside out and been given the opportunity and went on to be very successful. So... For me, I, I think with unless you can get a top manager, real top manager, Brendan Rodgers caliber manager, that's allowed to come in, that's allowed to spend a lot of money in January to, to upgrade the squad, then for me it would be Derek McInnes. Apologies yeah. to the Commandant fans out there. No, but I, I was going to ask that. For, for me, Derek ticks yeah. a lot of boxes. I mean, it really does. And what, what you've got to do when you get in there first and foremost is work with what you've got because you've got, you've got 12 weeks without being able to do a thing. It's a brilliant opportunity. You've got a chance to win a cup inside your first eight weeks when Michael Beale went in there albeit Michael Beale was full of himself he walked in there um, and a hard act to follow Giovanni Van Bronckhorst won the Scottish Cup got him a European final got him into the Champions League and brought him in more than 25 million quid in the transfer market through Aribo and uh, Bassi so what's the new manager following? failure after failure after failure after failure nothing so it's a good time to win. Michael Beale is not a hard act to follow. That said, the demands are still there to be successful at Rangers. Derek McInnes knows the demands inside out. Makes no sense. He's a former Rangers player. He's a Rangers supporter. He knocked Rangers back five or six years ago. That shouldn't be held against him. 
You know, he made the decision with that. Why but did Why did he do that? Is that because the club was in such turmoil and he was in such a plan at Aberdeen? I think I think you know probably a, a bit of both. You know, was a bit, yeah. he had stability at Aberdeen. He had a wonderful relationship with with Stuart Milne. He was highly paid. He was on a wonderful contract. And there's probably just been one or two things for whatever reasons. Derek's never divulged them to me, but for whatever reasons, he thought no, it's just not quite right. And Rangers was and still in turmoil was right. so at that point. Remember who, who the ownership? Did, they get? Was it, did, did Cassini end up getting? Yeah. Instead of Derek, was that right? No. Yeah, I think it was yeah. around that so, time. And remember the ownership so, was up in the air. Yeah, so when you look at it, probably, and, there, there's yeah. more stability now yeah. um, at Rangers. But as I say, you're, you're ultimately you're going to be judged about what you can do at Celtic. But I think it's a good time to get the Rangers job. And if it was Derek McInnes that got it, I'd, I'd applaud the Rangers board. I can totally see the the logic in Derek McInnes. That said, I think Muscat, there's something about Muscat that, that excites me um, as well. But in terms of a Frank Lampard or a, a Sam Allardyce, and I have to be honest, I'm not having Graham Potter either. I'm, I'm not having him. Um, so, yeah, let's see how it goes. Yeah, just the way things are going, I mean, I said last week, my predictions were... Um, Rangers Aberdeen was one each and that was mainly due to respect for Rangers home record in domestic competitions yeah. but I couldn't see how they could go and beat that Aberdeen team after watching them in Frankfurt I didn't really fancy them for the League Cup I wasn't sure who, who would win but under Michael Beale I just didn't think they'd win the Cup I think if Rangers were to appoint Derek McInnes I think they'd win the League Cup I think that'd be the first objective of the new man- uh, for the new manager go and win that Cup Get us, get us closer to Celtic and win that first cup up until the first transfer window and, and I think they would do that listen I, I'm probably biased I played for him yeah. I played for him for a short period you of rate time. him really highly I loved I loved him I loved playing for him he, he replaced a, a good manager Tommy Wright was a really good manager we we probably just Tommy Wright we'd signed a lot of players we needed to sign a lot of new players and we just didn't we just didn't really um, fire under him and it was a, I was gutted Tommy Wright signed me I was gutted when he took the job but when we got Derek McInnes yeah. I was really excited and he came in and he improved us he, he, he yeah. picked a team he picked a settled team within a huge squad where there's a lot mm. of players there was a lot of good players on the bench and he just went with that's my best team and we're going with yeah. it seeing we, seeing we didn't really play well we didn't he went with that again next week and that's what Rangers need they need a bit of stability and someone that knows the league he will not be phased by the job number one yeah. Number two, he won't go in there and say, I'll need two or three months to assess the squad. Derek knows the Rangers squad inside out. Yeah. He's beaten them already this he season. Beat them. Yeah. And he beat them. He beat them because he assessed them. Sure. And he pinpointed weaknesses. The other thing I like about Derek, I think he's a good mix of new school and old school. So I think he'll go in and get a grip of that dressing room. Right. And within the boundaries now, the new, you know, HR and all the different things that go on. But you know what I mean, Stephen? He'd yeah. have that mix of, yeah, you're getting a bit up the backside if you need it. But I'll do it in a nice way, but you'll be left you'll be left in no uncertain terms what's demanded to get that jersey on and to go and start but, start winning yeah, games by of football. Way, he's not a rant on Raver. Is he not? I, no. I, I, th- I thought I thought he would have the come yeah. in at half time and but he's, he's firm. calm. He's, he's honestly he's firm though, Steve. Oh, yeah. I think you know, yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean you don't mess with him. Nobody yeah, exactly. does. I mean yeah, Kyle Lafferty with messes yeah. with everyone. He did but he didn't mess with mess no? with yeah. uh, the gaffer. That's why she's got that bit of Walter in him. And see it see at half time at the Abroth game. Honestly, he was the calmest, player, uh, calmest man in that dressing room. Because he wasn't looking good, was it? Uh, he speak yep. about Big Laffy, he'll not mind me saying. He was booting the walls. We, I mean, we were ready for a square go altogether. It was just, we were all over the place. He was the calmest man. Mad. And he got us <laughs> over the line. He, uh, he he stayed really calm. And he, he honestly, he wasn't what I expected in terms of that way. I thought sometimes if you don't play well, you're getting here. But he, yeah. he got it in a firm way and in a, in a good way. And you won the playoff 
and it was a, a classic night in the history of Kilmarnock uh, Football Club he's really on it tonight isn't he Marquez yeah, yeah. as well Stephen are you going to say what about Neil Warnock the man from Dunoon <laughs> he's got, I see yeah. Jim who'll be listening but, but, and but, Simon the other day were saying yeah, oh, what about Neil him, Warnock yeah, yeah. listen lovely man and all that yeah. but I mean really <laughs> Why would you be go for Neil Warnock ahead of Derek McInnes? Why would you go for Frank Lampard ahead of Derek? The, the Kevin Muscat brings that wee bit yeah, unknown. I, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, so yeah, I can that. see, I, you know, I get that. It, it, like Stephen said, that unless there's a Brendan Rodgers out there, why would you not give Derek McInnes a crack at it? Good chat. There's so much coming up tonight. We haven't even mentioned Aberdeen up against Helsinki, HJK, and your brother John. He'll be in action at Aston Villa tonight. Uh, and we'll talk about that and we'll give the pronunciation shortly. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For the best customer service, call 0800 233 Let's go! 15 years ago today, one of us, and it wasn't Mark Woody, it was me, Paul Cooney, scored against Rangers. So, Stephen, tell us about it. St Mirren, obviously, famous victory. Yeah, well, uh, St Mirren tweeted out today. Obviously, they, they play Rangers and... Sunday, I mean, you do feel very old and what's already a young, much younger dressing room than me when they say 15 years ago. They're saying, you were playing football 15 years ago. But <laughs> Dad. Yeah, yeah. A, a special day for, for myself. It was, I mean, it was a good Rangers. It was a Rangers team that won the league. I think they'd just been to or went on to play in the UEFA Cup final. It was a, a Walter Smith Rangers team. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Barry, of course, was captain. Yeah, so yeah. it was, a, a, I mean, it was a, a top Rangers team and just one of those days that just everything seemed to go for us there's a, there's a famous picture up at the training ground at St Martin when three of our players now were on the line header on the ball off the line it was just it was just one of those a real special day and I'll never Gus, forget Gus's team yeah Gus's yeah. team I, did I'll you remind Barry of it in the no. night out no, no I don't think he was playing All right, I don't okay. think he was playing yeah, I don't think dropped, I probably dropped I wouldn't have as much space to uh, get my shot away if Barry exactly. was playing well, you know what you'd say that's why they, they won um, kicking off there in Cyprus Mark what's your prediction Limassol against Rangers. Uh, you know, I, I, Paul, I don't know um, a lot about the uh, about Limassol, but they took Sparta Prague. Um, you know, to a tough ninety minutes. The surface is appalling um, over there. There's hardly a soul on the ground. Good travelling Rangers support, but it's just not a great atmosphere. Looking that, at it, this is so that, this is a rise this to, is a case for the argument yeah. when people say you would rather be in the Europa League because yeah. you can compete. I mean, the stage. I know Rangers that didn't go well for them last year in the Champions League, but this stage compared to what they, they should be yeah. on is far far from sure. it. Yeah, yeah attack attack lineup chosen by by Stephen Davis and the staff. I'll go for Rangers to win two 0 Stephen, again, what do you reckon? Yeah, as Mark says, we don't know a great deal about uh, yeah. Limassol. I just think Rangers doesn't really matter the performance. Just find a way to win the game. 2-1. Two, 2-1, yeah, two, one. Two, one, you reckon? We can see Alex Ray, the assistant, alongside Stephen Davis in charge and Stephen Smith as well. Smith, Good young yeah. coach, Stevie, isn't he? He is, yeah. And, and please, for, for Alex Ray, it might only be for, for, for a week or so, uh, Paul, you know, but I, you know, I like... Um, I like Alec and it's a, bit, you know, a big dream for, for him it's nice to see people in football their dreams come true got to play for the club now he's involved in the, in the staff it's an opportunity for, for, for them Paul because they won't be the permanent managers even if they win tonight and win on Sunday but it's a good chance to get in there and, and, and make their mark and get the confidence going again and, and whoever comes in this time next week to prepare for the home game against Tibbs they're, they're, they're getting the, they're getting the, the squad in a, in a good shape of mind Let's hear from the manager who spoke, obviously ahead of kickoff. Yeah, listen, I think um, there's a lot of character within the dressing room. We've got a lot of leaders within there as well, and everybody knows it's time to, to step up. Um, the great thing about football is you get another opportunity to turn things around. As I said, it's not a position we want to be in. Everybody's hurting from it. 
Um, and the main focus is first and foremost getting a result tomorrow night and then building that again f from there um, and as I said the positive thing about it is the fact that we've, we've won our first the opening group game uh, we're in a strong position and we want to try and build on that and he was asked about his approach to this job and how they're going to play yeah listen I think for us we just want to give the boys the freedom to go out and play to their strengths really and, and um, of course it's not a position we want to be in at this minute in time but I think if you take the Europa League on its own, um, we have a very positive result against Betis. Um, it's about us trying to continue that there, and if we get a result out here, then it'll put us in a really strong position. So um, there'll be minor little tweaks, um, but the fortunate thing is that I've been around a lot of the players, played with a lot of them, so I know the strengths that they all bring to the team, and I just want to try and give them the platform to go and showcase what they can do. Mark? I mean, certainly, you know, just looking at the pictures here, Paul, three minutes in, in the clock, and uh, Liam sold a chance are certainly lively um, up front you know they've got a good bit of pace but Ben Davis you know gifted Liam sold a chance inside the first two minutes and there they're, they're on the attack again so you know Rangers certainly going to have a, a bit of defending to do and they'll need to be on it but you get the feeling that um, once Rangers kind of get settled into the game that, that, that they will score tonight it's a new away strip, isn't it? Yeah, it's it looks the, that way. Red and blue. Yeah, yeah, red and blue. A bit like the yeah. Man United strip that they had at one Aye, time in the yeah, training tour. I, I, yep, well. yep. yep. I don't know what you mean. Stephen, what's your thought on the strip? The new one? <laughs> no. Well, what, do you, what do you think? It looks a bit like a goalkeeping top. A it does look different, doesn't it? Yeah. So Rangers in red, that's what it looks like from a distance. A blue, is it blue. flashes, you call it? It is, blue flashes, flashes. Yeah. yeah. And the blue shorts and the red socks. Uh, Limassol playing a green and white stripes. So there's a good travelling range of support there. Mm. I mean, people like Dessers, Stephen, we just haven't seen much of at all. And he hasn't so far looked like a, what, £3 million player? No, and, and I think with the new manager coming in and Danilo's injury, he's going to have the chance to, to try and show something um, to, to the new manager. Whoever it is maybe watching, you, you would think if someone like Kevin Muscat's interested, he'll be watching this game. So it's a chance for him to... to get his Rangers career started um, while Danilo's out. Mark, when you look at the team, you know, nine players, wasn't it, during the summer from Michael Beale? Because yeah. a few people have been on saying, is there going to be money? Well, one, transfer window's closed for, what, three months virtually. Mm -hmm. But also, is there money at the moment? And it, I, it may well not be. Paul, the, the, yeah, there the, the may well not be. I mean, you look at Rangers' net spend, you know, they, they sold yeah. to Cala, mm -hmm. um, you know, they, they, they yeah. sold Cholak, so like yeah. a couple of other boys went, went out and loan, Hadji and stuff. So, and then, you know, the kind of Jack Button, the three, you know, kind of three, four, two. We bit of money for Kamara so, as well. Yeah, bit of money for Kamara. So, you know, the probably the, the net spend might have been somewhere between five and seven million, possibly the, the net spend. Although I believe that four or five of the boys on right good wages, you yeah. know, Butlin, Danilo, you know, and really heavy. Heavy salaries, so Can't is there going to be a lot to yeah, yeah? Is there going to be a lot to play with in, in January? I wouldn't think so. And Paul, that's why you need to get somebody to come in and get a tune out of what you've got. You'll be able to put a, you'll be able to have a wee tickle in January, you know, a wee bit of this and that. You need to try and be creative, use your contacts. Um, but no, I, I, I don't think there's going to be fortunes there. The other thing as well, where, where Rangers have fallen away and where they're well behind Celtic, is the market value of the squad. Yeah. Where, where's your where's your Where's your 10, 12 million pound Silver asset assets. in there? No, nobody. The goalkeeper, you know what he's saying? Because he's so good. He's, he's you know what he has yeah. to replace him. But other than Jack Butland, where's your where's your 10 million pound player in there? Where's your, your Aribo or your Bassi? It doesn't exist. Whereas Celtic, you could probably line off, rhyme off four or five that you, you get more than 10 million quid in the market for per person. 
Betis have gone a goal down to Sparta Prague. Berman Evic has scored after just three minutes. Stephen, that is a good point, isn't it? The problem is that the squad, it's Michael Beale's squad. And when Ross Wilson left, he was basically in charge of recruitment as well. They've sunk a lot of money into it. And where is the money going to come from? They don't have that many players that they could or would want to sell. No, and, and you think, that, I mean, that was one of the strengths of around that Europa League final era you're thinking your Bassies Aribos Kent and Morelos obviously we've spoke about it uh, all the time but they were sellable assets uh, on numerous occasions um, but you think I mean a couple of clever signings in January and all of a sudden you could get Raskin back to his best guys like that they could potentially yeah. become assets again so January we, we spoke about how big the summer was for Rangers in terms of recruitment wise and by the looks of it so far, Michael Beale get that badly wrong. But there's enough of a core that you go out and the new manager has a sensible January to make two or three good signings, then you can bring the best out in um, some of that squad. What's happening so far, Mark? You mentioned that Lundstrom had a chance a few moments ago, but it was well yeah. high and wide. Yeah, they're, they're, they're still to settle in. And what they're finding is that this is a lively team they're very very energetic Lima Solman they're not giving Rangers there's a, there's a high press they're not allowing Rangers to build um, from the back um, they strike me as if they could be a wee bit disjointed at the back it strikes me in terms of I'm not sure what kind of quality uh, Lima Sol have on the bench but but they'll tire Paul because you can't keep up that level um, of, of pressing um, so I think if Rangers can just ride a wee bit of a storm but they're definitely the, I've got something about them, Lima Saul, and it's easy to see where there's Jack Butland just pulled off a terrific save there. Uh, a low-driven shot. Um, again, Rangers, their own worst enemies, gifting uh, possession away to Lima Saul. And it was uh, Mayan Bella there who's had a, a nice shot from 16 yards and a cute angle and Butland's had to put it behind for a corner kick. Stephen, good chance there. And you see again why Butland is the outstanding buy so far uh, yeah, from the previous regime another good save but far too easy for Limassol I mean that's two real good opportunities I think a lot of the games been played in this half and there's a real physicality about Limassol I mean they are as Mark says they're not giving Rangers a minute and if they're going to continue to be slack as this then it looks as if they could punish them a Glasgow-born manager will be smiling at the moment because uh, West Ham have gone one up against Freiburg away and it's Lucas Paqueta who scored just a moment or two ago yeah go on yeah yeah chance here so Limassol have the the corner kick, uh, Paul, it's going to be swung in. You know, they're, they're just going to get the ball in the box. They've got five or six bodies and goes across. Here it is. There's a header and there's a goal. Lima Sol have taken the lead with nine minutes on the clock. Across into the box, a free header from 10 yards out. Lima Sol won Rangers now. Wow. It's uh, Musanda who scored Muketu Musanda. Stephen, you were just signalling there. You could see something about to happen. Yeah, just the way Rangers have approached this game, um, I mean, Limassol are so at it they're so on the front foot they've ruffled it up Rangers Rangers gave up opportunities and he just wanted it more there a good ball in but right in the centre of the goal he just wanted it more and nothing Jack, Jack Butland could do to stop it Wow nine minutes on the clock Aris Limassol one Rangers nil it's Goldson yeah. Connor Goldson losing his man you know he's he's viewed upon as, as Rangers rock at the yeah. heart of that defence that's not good enough absolutely not good enough and what uh, the worst possible start for Stephen Davis, who is hugely uh, popular with the Rangers fans. It's not his fault. He's into no. trying. It's a sticking plaster, isn't it? Do you know he said he got the call on Sunday night? If you know you were the Rangers directors, you've it's cheerio to the manager. What earlier on Sunday after the result on Saturday? It, it doesn't. It's not a great look 
Mark, is it, that you get the call, he'd just come back from the Ryder Cup, gets yeah. the call and suddenly he's in charge. Yeah, and that, I said on Monday night, Paul, that's where Rangers, again, in this new makeup, this new setup they've got, that uh, whoever the new manager is going to be, that Rangers appoint uh, a constant from to, to be part of the staff. Now, whether they give the new manager an option of two or three constants, but they need to find something like a John Kennedy. So if, if anything goes wrong where a manager's really successful and he goes, or he's not successful and you have to sack him, here's Lima Sol on the attack again. Uh, another shot going in, Paul Rangers at sixes and sevens at the back, really, really disjointed. Um, that You don't put yourself in that position where you know, you're phoning Stephen Davis on a Sunday night to, to come and prepare for a European game the following morning. No, you, you need to. The club needs to be better prepared for that and they need to have a better structure in place. John's on asking, and should it be Graham Soonis? As a director, I'd have him involved. As, as a, you'd have him involved. Yeah. A kind of general manager figure. Something, Paul, yeah. even part-time. Just, yeah. I, I, would, I would have him involved. The, 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 the kudos um, that he brings, um, the presence. He's he's a footballing legend. He's got yeah. great contacts, great respect. Uh, if I'm Rangers, um, wouldn't necessarily have him involved full-time. I don't think it would need to be a full-time role for Graham Soonis. But I'd certainly find a role for him within the football club, yeah. Yeah, I've scored for better, so they're one-one. Stephen, could you see Graham Souness back? He'd be such a great figure. To well, have. I, I don't. I mean, it's a new board at Rangers. There's a lot of guys on high positions. James Bisgrove hasn't been in yeah. a position like this at a football club. And making football decisions, I don't think it would do any harm for someone with the level of experience of Graham Souness. Knows the club, knows what's required um, to be helping him out in, in making these decisions because oh. An absolute sitter oh. there from Lima. So honestly, Rangers need to get their act together. They, they, they're playing as if they're in a daze. It's as if the manager's gone. We've flown it here together. Doesn't really mean anything because this team are playing like it's it's a must-win game for them. They, they are trying to guarantee European football after Christmas, and this is their game. They've targeted yeah. to win, and they're playing like that. Mark, this yeah, is a worry for Rangers fans. Sitter, six yeah. yards out, Paul. Beautiful ball across the box. Bengtsson's got in front of a, of his man. And uh, it really should have left Butland with no chance, but he's, he's skied it over the crossbar. Rangers are absolutely disjointed at sixes and sevens, Paul, and this shouldn't be happening. The great suspect again against a team like Limassol. No way should this be happening. News is next. Rangers are gold down. We're back in a couple of minutes. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A tailored service where each quote is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers with a wide range of renewable energy products including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps we offer bespoke solutions for a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation available until 30th September 2023. Rangers are by one goal to nil 18 minutes gone in Limassol it's Aris 1 Rangers nil. so a shock of a start there for Stephen Davis and for the Rangers fans tuned in tonight watching and listening Mark Guidi is here so too is Stephen McGinn the Falkirk captain if you want to speak to them you know the number 0808 17 17 700 and you can join the conversation at Go Football Show we're also looking back at Celtic last night 1-1 one, one until the 90, what, 6th minute was it, yeah, Mark Guidi? You were there, 96, yeah, just 95, yeah. 96. It looked as though it was going to be 1-1 one, one, and Celtic fans would be disappointed with that given the fact that they peppered the box with some chances. They thought they'd scored late mm. in the game but it was chalked off and VAR was right on it. The days of just thinking, there's a goal, that's yeah. it, are over, aren't they? Yeah. But then it was very cruel right at the end 
as uh, Rangers come forward a real chance there Stephen McGinn Sam that was Lammers, close yeah. Yeah, Sam Lammers, for, for the first time in the game they've played a few passes they've been able to find, find the ball into Lammers' feet very early on they were under that much pressure they're trying to hit uh, Dessers Dessers is having no joy against the centre halves but for the first time they're finding um, the, the, the wingers and Lammers with a pass and they get a shot away so much more encouraging stuff from Rangers there Marseille won up against Brighton good mm. news for Reno Gattuso of course yeah, the new just boss taking over, yeah, yeah just taking over it at Marseille of course Brighton lost their opening game um, as well yeah, Paul you know it shows you how tough it is in Europe you look at Man United Oof. lost both their yeah. games you know Galatasaray they hadn't won for um, what, 100 years yeah so you look at it's not easy to go and um, win a, a game in Europe not easy at all but um, look at that ball for lunch so they shit on it for six yards I mean, terrible terrible pass Um but you'd expect Rangers to come the, back. You, you, you would yeah. think so, Paul. I mean, Limassol can't keep up this energy and, and level for 90 minutes plus minutes, there's no doubt. But wouldn't be surprised to see Limassol, I mean, he's just gliding away from, from Lundstrom, looks well off it, well off the pace. Um, what you can see with Limassol is, Paul, there's plenty of effort, plenty of endeavour, but they do like that bit of quality. Just what we're talking about, you know, composure and quality. Don't get it wrong, it was a lovely goal, you know, the, the, the glancing header to give Limassol. Uh, the lead after less than 10 minutes on the clock but when they get into the final third they're still running about like 100 mile an hour yeah. rather than just kind of mm-hmm. taking their time so I think Rangers if they get their act together will be able to pick them off Marseille have doubled the lead they've gone two up very toot in 20 minutes and I mentioned Gattuso Mark because he's got a big Glasgow connection married the Glasgow girl of course yeah and you know Rangers may have been able to attract him if he hadn't signed up just mm. last week for Marseille I think Gattuso is the kind of guy that would have been on the shortlist. Uh, Paul but Marseille, a fantastic opportunity. But yeah, you say, had it been a couple of weeks ago, I think uh, Gattuso has been linked with the job on and off now for four or five years. Um, Gattuso, hugely popular uh, with the Rangers uh, supporters, even though they had a couple of years. Um, Walter Smith uh, signed him, big advocate, um, sold him, won the World Cup with Italy, won the Champions League with AC Milan, managed some, some big, big clubs. So yeah, I think it could happen one day. For Coutuzo, I can yeah. see him being the manager of Rangers, but at the moment it's not going to be him. Cyril Dessers has got the ball in the net. Um, it's just gone for VAR. It's a very tight one for offside. It's for the first time in the game, he's taken a nice touch and, he, and he's finished it well. It's going to be a real tight one, whether it's onside or offside. And two things. One, it'd be great for Rangers to get the goal. And two, what would it do for well, his confidence? Massive for, for yeah. Dessers. I mean, he's looked well off the pace so far. He's obviously, although he's not from here, he, he'll, he'll be aware of the noise surrounding him. Um, so, so it'd be huge for him. As I said, they could be the, the new manager watching on. So, um, be a big moment for him if he can, if he can get this given. It sure would be. We're just watching for this, Mark Guidi. We're going to hear from Brendan Rodgers again after last night, uh, crushing for Celtic. But they are improving. Quite a lot of people who were there coming on and saying they could see definite signs of improvement. Uh, and that's with a team that's without Jota, mm. uh, without a bad, of course, injured Jota yeah. is gone. We're not sure where he's gone. Of course, he's not even registered at the moment yeah. over there in Saudi. It's such such a shame. Um, and the team, arguably, not as strong as it was a year ago. The Celtic. No, you know, it's funny, they're not a strong Paul, but they've certainly played better last night yeah. than, you know, and I, and I know, you know, Celtic said, oh, they made a right fist of it against uh, Real Madrid, um, mm-hmm. you know, for an hour, missed a couple of sitters to, to, to take the lead, and ultimately Madrid won 3 0. But last night, I said, I've watched Celtic a number of times over the years in Europe recently, and you know, you're kind of hiding behind the couch a wee bit, uh, some of the performance, particularly defensively, but it wasn't like that um, last night yeah, I think Dessers ooh, I'll tell you what it's tight you look at the defender's heel okay. and Dessers big toe very very tight um, 
but I, it, it was a, it was a good performance last night. But right. Paul, you know, strip it all back. They lost yeah. the bottom of the section. It's another defeat. It's no points from six, and they now face the three toughest games of the section. We're still waiting for the VAR. They obviously don't want to do a, a Liverpool so job, tight, Paul. isn't it? I know. Yeah, absolutely. So so tight. They'll have the full VAR. It's not that, as Andy yeah. Walker called it VAR light. Apparently, yeah. the authorities hate that being said about it, Scotland, but it's true. It must Steven. be unbelievably close. Yeah, um, taking so long. The, the offside usually quite standard but it yeah. does look I mean it's going to be a toenail offside if, it's, if it is offside and see in a way I know that the, the purists might say no no a goal's a goal or if it's chalked off it's chalked off is the game not if you if you really can't tell should it not be well it's yeah, give the benefit of the doubt to yeah, the attacker the absolutely yeah. Yeah. right the referee's yeah. his thumb Still up waiting. he's rolling his eyes give us the description <laughs> Stephen I'm kidding even Des as he smiled a moment ago he's waiting to see it shouldn't be this tough should it I, do you know I mean yeah. you're just going with one still image there's no line on what we've just looked at but it did look a dead heat between Dessers yeah. big toe and the defender's heel it looked oh, a dead heat oh here's a note yeah he's put his hand up offside. so it's uh, Ooh, indirect I think I'd love to see yeah. the lines Paul uh-huh. I'd love to see yeah. the lines for that if they, if they release them like the English one oh. it, was, it was unbelievable it wasn't it oh. Stephen have you ever seen anything like it and is Klopp has he not got a case I know what you're going to say I think no. is there not a case for come no, on rerun the game because he'll never I mean, you, you let them replay the game, then it's never going to. Where does it? I mean, yeah. my brother John, yep. he, he was a benefit during the, the COVID season when Sheffield United did the, yeah, uh, yeah, the, the ball. Yep. Uh-huh. Villa end up staying up, Sheffield United go down. Had the benefit of it, but it would just, I mean, no, no, I just don't know why. Yeah, I, don't, I, I honestly, I think we're so behind rugby. See, when you watch a game of sure. rugby, and, yep. and they're so clear, and you, you, you listen to the referee all the time, and it just, they're full conversation. Why, why is it so secretive? We listened to in the, in the build up to the Scottish Cup semi final. Yep. My br- uh, brother Paul said they, at the start of every season in the Premier League now they get given clips of the VAR and you get to hear what the referees say. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's brilliant. Yep. It makes sense. There's nothing to hide. So why don't we? Hear why it? can't we? Why can't we have that just as moving forward? It's like a private club, isn't it? And that's one of the problems. I think ref- the, ref- yeah. the, the referees are happy for it to be shared. Why are they? Well, I, mean, I spoke to the chief ref- uh, referee. <laughs> And I said, why can't? Because that's good. Yeah. We're okay with that. Yeah. The delay, I mean, you're not sitting there twiddling your thumbs like we were there waiting for the offside because yeah. you can hear them having a full conversation and then when they send them over to the screen, you know you're constant, um, you're up to date with what's going on instead of just sitting there hearing nothing, total silence and just guessing what they might go for. Right, so when Ollie the other day, and Ollie was the guy on the VAR, wasn't he? He was one of them. And he's yeah. like, delay, delay. Yeah. At that point, Mark, they should have stopped the game, shouldn't they? Should have, Because yeah. they could pull it back. It was 30 seconds, even a minute, have. but yeah. nothing had happened. Yeah, because, yeah, the, the, I think the ball went out for a throw, didn't it? And, yeah. and, and Liverpool, uh, yeah. I suppose, well, it took a few seconds to even take the throw. So that was a perfect uh, moment to go and do it. But, uh, you know, when they're all mic'd up and they should all be listening, it just, <laughs> I've used that, that word. Sorry, Stephen, you looked at the lines. Line 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 so tight, unbelievably yeah. tight. Which toe was it? <laughs> but I think, I think, yeah. I think if, They'd stopped the game when they stopped that, yeah. and the referee went over to the two managers and said to Ange Postecoglou, "Look, we've made a huge mistake there. It's a goal. Yeah. Let I think Ange Postecoglou might let Luis Diaz just walk the ball in. We've seen it yeah. with managers ah. before. They don't. I mean, we've got a famous one, Michael Beale, when they let Patrick Thistle. It, it's, it's something that, that happens. Right. Managers let yeah. it happen. I think Ange Postecoglou would just say, right, okay, I don't love it, but." Yeah, it's, it's the right thing. I think they could have just have given the goal without having uh-huh. to go through that scenario. Actually, just said, you know what, the ball's going to play. And the word of you is yep. tonight, and we're talking about being being in Europe, Paul, which was lacking with the match officials yep. at uh, the, the Tottenham Stadium and in VAR was composure. Yes. Stop. Take a breath. Mm. 
be decisive, take control. There was no leadership. There was quite a bit of sixes and sevens. Yeah, yeah sure. and unfortunately, to stop and uh, the referee Hooper, Simon Hooper, to yeah. so stop Simon, stop the game. Something we need to speak to you about. Mm-hmm. There's been an error, but we can rectify the error because nothing's happened. It's not there's been a penalty incident yeah. and another sure. goal. Exactly. Stop, yeah. be composed, be calm, common sense, no, none of that and show. And, and it wasn't a subjective decision. I mean, he was onside. Oh, it was yeah. a good goal. He took it really well. Uh, and they should have uh, had the bottle to say, no, we've made a mistake. I think the way this fight of our gets better is bad things come yeah. of it. I think, I think it will set a precedent moving forward I think they'll change it when you can maybe if they make a total error that they will be able to change it after play's continued but I mean it's very interesting to see if this Champions League uh, race goes down to a point or two for, for Tottenham to, to Liverpool I mean it could play out and the way it did for Sheffield United to be fair yeah. my old club I mean they were it was so over the line as a Villa fan on the day in terms yeah. of watching my brother I couldn't believe my luck that they hadn't yeah. gave it Okay, so Rangers still a goal there, but they're driving forward at the moment, trying to get back on level terms. That goal came in what just nine minutes. Yeah. So, uh, it, and in fact, they, they surprised us, didn't they? From the start, uh, Aris were going for it. He, he looks like he could be a good player. Big Lammers, I mean, sometimes he takes the ball, but he's going to have to get stronger physically if he's going to play and do well up here. Because it, it, if a defender, a midfielder is getting close to him, at times he's just going to ground and they're taking the ball off him. He's a young boy. Freddie Feastenders, aren't they? Boys and Strictly come dancing and they just did the, 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 the barnet and stuff. Yeah, they means with the I thought the you were more a Corey man. Right, Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> Jack. No, that's a while ago. Uh, Betty's hot pot. Celtic defender, you'll know your best yourself. Celtic defender Liam Skills has continued his impressive start to the season. He's earned a recall to the Republic of Ireland squad. So that's good news for him. I see the England squad came out today as well. We got the Scotland squad yesterday, and the big talking point was not the surprise in the squad but that Kieran Tierney's out for a couple of months mm. we'll hear a wee bit about that shortly but let's go back to last night then Celtic losing right at the end 95-96 minutes it was virtually the last kick of the ball and we're just seeing is that an injury there mm. just yeah yeah, Rangers players just yeah. gone down. Scott Wright, I think it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a naughty one. I think he's maybe oh. booked for it. Yeah, could easily have been a red. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, think it's it's top. I think yeah. if it's any higher, it's a definite red card. Yeah. It's a real sore one for Scott Wright. So we'll, yep. Hopefully he's getting back. In fact, he is getting back up. So it's still one nil to uh, Limassol. Yeah, last night Brendan Rodgers spoke after the two one defeat, and he's talking about you know what they'll take from it, what they're learning. There's no blame on on Cam. It's it's one where we're. Obviously, they, they, they steal the ball from him, but if we're in better position, then we deal with the cross. You know, I think that's the I think the learning from it as a team is that you can't be coming out of the, the space until you've actually got good control of the, the ball or the, the game. And um, so that's the learning from that. Lots of really good positive stuff in the game. And uh, and that's that's how I coach. I, I coach on yeah, the areas that we need to be better in. We'll highlight that, but obviously there was lots of positives in the game that seen us in the second half. Like you say, there was there was long spells in the second half where we had that control and arriving into good areas and looked a threat. So, um, so I certainly won't forget that. It's it's just a, a level where you get punished and it's it's a real real harsh level and a and a big learning curve for a lot of the young players. But um, but uh, but there's lots of really good stuff tonight that we can focus on and, and take into our next game. Stephen, do you agree with that? Yeah, as I said, I thought Celtic were excellent. I think they probably didn't create lots of chances, I don't think, for a lot of the possession. I think they were a little bit lacking the final third. There was 
really small moments at the top level. And I think, I mean, I, I love Dyson Maida. He, he gives everything. But little moments in the game, I think the free kick when Hatati hits it, I think if he just held, holds his run just half a yard, I think that's real striker instinct. Uh, instinct. He gets a, a tap in when the goalkeeper parries it just behind him. But I think, I mean, I mean there's, there's, there's things, if, I mean, Jota moving on, uh, Jakimakis moving on, you think of O coming on for Kyogo last night and you're thinking it's a, is a, I mean, O has got a lot of good attributes. He's, he's a young man, he's got a lot of potential, but the drop off when Kyogo goes off to O or the drop off yeah, he's, he's a major downgrade o, on yeah. Jakimakis. Yeah. I like O. I like him and I think he'll come good, but he is a, a proper project player, whereas Jackie Marcus, as much as you can be, was was the finished article in terms of Scottish football. He wanted that jersey. Oh, I mean, you, yeah. you see, I mean, some of the the goals that he scored, the quality in his finishing, he's, he's every bit as good a finisher as Kyogo is. Jackie Marcus, you look at some of the goals he scored, and that's one thing you maybe want to, you know, what actually was the full story with, with, with Jackie Marcus? You know, it was always a kind of strange one. But it was allowed to just go because Celtic had been so successful. And Ange, whatever Ange said, everybody just went along it with it because that was it. <laughs> yeah, but when you look yeah. look at it now, again, Kyogo just bringing on something fresh through the middle of the last 20 minutes. I say, I like O, but he's a, at the moment, he's a real downgrade on Jackie Marcus. And of course, Juranovic at the same time. And remember, there was a chat about the new contract for him oh, not happening, did well at the yeah. World Cup, but they brought in uh, AJ. Yeah. Alistair Johnson so yeah. arguably an upgrade I mean, as yeah. good oh, that one, better. Yeah, that one yeah. Yeah, I, I, I prefer Alistair Johnson to Juranovic Paul I like Alistair mm-hmm. Johnson a good character as well he's a leader he's only young 24 or something but he's a leader um, so yeah that, that one no problem uh, with that one at all Celtic you know got a good bit of business made a profit although again you know Juranovic we've talked about you know, 15 million quid and he went for what 7 or 8 um, yeah, it was a bit strange but, um, but anyway yeah. uh-huh. um yeah. Well, listen, there was an improvement from Celtic last night, Paul. There's no doubt about that. And defensively, our Brendan Rodgers team in Europe, much, much improved. But the bottom line is, the bottom of the section, zero points out of six. And um, you could, you know, I think it's safe to say that two of the games that they've played so far mm-hmm. were two out of the three where you'd maybe see them picking up points. The next three games, I don't see where Celtic get a point from. I, I think it, when, you, when you look at the goals and you assess the goals, Listen, the, the timing of the second goal is obviously the killer and when Brendan will speak to the players, maybe just take a point um, yeah. in the circumstances. But at that level, you, you you make a mistake, you get caught in the ball. I mean, that's Pedro, as I said, won everything in the game. You make a slight mistake, they can punish you. I think you can live with that. The first one can't happen. Celtic can't keep losing goals like that first one. But it's such a soft goal. They're playing well, they're 1-0 up and they just let Lazio straight uh, right back into the game and let these teams I mean at times with Celtic with four games left in the campaign at times these teams are going to go, score top class goals against you but don't lose headers soft really soft preventable goals like that let's hear a bit more from Brendan Rodgers he was asked what are the chances of football beyond Christmas so we were under no illusions at the beginning of this competition where, uh, where we sat we uh, I said at the beginning that uh our idea was to, to qualify for European football, and that will still be the uh, still the ambition and still the uh, still our mentality. So uh, we've shown over the two games against good sides that we we can compete and we can just tidy up in one or two moments in the game and and then maybe get a little bit of luck go our way. Then uh, as if we uh, we still will fight in every single game to to get that qualification. 
Quite a few comments coming in from Celtic fans. Here's Gary in Guruk, who was at the game last night. Hi, guys. I really like the show. Signal's not great in Guruk, but I listened to the, the podcast. We'll try and sort that out. So here's what he says. A real hammer blow last night. Not felt that at Celtic Park. Haven't felt so deflated since uh, McManaman's goal. Uh, remember in 97, 98? Yeah, 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 it was late, late. I remember it. Anyway, he says, Brendan asked for a wee bit of quality in the summer and while the squad is good, a couple of real quality additions would have seen us win last night without doubt. He says, it's galling that we have all that money in the bank and not enough was done to spend a bit more to get us some proper quality to actually win at this level. We've seen it for so long now. Will the board ever fulfil both the managers and the fans' ambitions and spend just that bit more to secure the class players that will see Celtic ditch this poor record in the Champions League? Um, what about that, first of all, Mark? What would you say? There's a bit more here. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I can totally see where Gary's coming from. All fair and valid points. I'm sure the manager shares the frustration. I think we've all kind of highlighted it that, you know, you know, considering... Um, Celtic's financial position, the financial strength that they have, that, you know, I don't think it was unfair to expect a bit more He's saying, um, in the window. Yeah, they say Celtic lack pace, a pacey forward player with ability, unlike uh, Dyson, you know, more accuracy, would also be a real addition at this level. He says, um, quality in the middle of the park, we have, yes, he says, another up top, yeah. Um, Celtic would be doing much better poise-wise in Europe. Hatati. He thought could have been better last night. He felt he was poor, as he was in Rotterdam. Someone in there to help McGregor would make the world of difference. Finally, that said, I'm still 100% behind Brendan and the boys and hope we can secure third for a shot at the Europa League. So, mm. Gary in Guruk. Stephen, mm. what do you make of that? He's talking... Yeah, yeah, he makes a lot of good points here. I think, I do, I do agree with Rio Hatati, but I think Rio Hatati is the type of guy that he needs to keep playing and he gets better and better the more he plays. Um, I still don't think he's hit his best form this season for, as he did last year but I, I think I mean as we spoke about earlier Celtic have approached this competition with a lot of with a new team almost every year you're thinking with Brendan Rodgers coming back from a second spell he's here for a long time and you're thinking that Brendan Rodgers will want to improve Celtic and his own record in the competition and if they go and win the league again this year obviously the format's different but be more ready for it um, the amount of times in the last 10 years I mean it's very very hard to criticise anything Celtic have done domestically over the last 10 years but what you can point to is not been ready for qualifiers over the years and they haven't had that issue this year I know the manager changed but to go into the group stage and the new manager still trying to find his, his best team it, it can punish you at that very top level Yeah Mark nobody I think real, thinks now Celtic should blow a budget but they should They've got the ability to spend a bit more. I think they were looking for a bit more oven ready players that were in to do something special at this level. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Paul, unless I'm mistaken, you know, and if I'm mistaken, then please correct me or anybody can phone in. But, you know, Celtics spend in the summer, they're in the black. Yeah. The money for Jota sure. and, and, and what they spent, mm -hmm. Starfelt money came in um, as well. So you look at that, they're in the black. And then when you're, yeah. when you're you know, whatever they've got in the bank good luck to them they've worked very hard and you know good structure to be sitting with 60 or 70 million pounds in the bank but when you're asking supporters to, to, to plow in tens of millions in season ticket money and then asking them for an, an excess of 100 quid for a three game package yeah. then I think you're, I think you're, I think you're entitled to expect uh, one or two ready made um, players I think you're, you're entitled to expect more 
than than project uh, players, Paul. Otherwise, you keep doing that, you'll keep finishing bottom. Listen, why have Celtic hardly won a game in the past decade? Why? Because they're not back, they're not in terms of Europe. They're not just taking that extra wee, wee step. And, you know, for me, why do you bring back Brendan Rodgers if you're not going to back him properly? Because see if you don't back him properly, you'll end up with what happened six or seven years ago. Exactly. Do you want to go back to that? No, learn from your, learn from your mistakes and do things better. We're going to take a break. Rangers are still trailing Limassol by one goal to nil. We're back in a moment. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A tailored service where each code is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go! Thanks, Chris. Is it one-way traffic for Rangers at the moment? Stephen McGinn, Mark Guidi and Paul Cooney. We're uh, keeping an eye on it. Rangers still a goal down. It was a bit of a shock after eight, nine minutes. Aris went one up and Rangers had the ball in the back of the net, but Cyril Dessers was what... Just, just offside. Offside. Yeah. Um, they've improved in the game, but it was almost impossible not to improve. I, th- I think Sima is a free header from a corner. I think he's got to score, um, or at least do better. Make the goalkeeper make a, a big save. It was very comfy. That that has been their biggest threat. I, I think they're putting balls in the box, free kicks and in, in corners are always a big threat from big side. So they've got another corner coming up. We'll just watch for this one and we'll get your prediction of Aberdeen tonight. I mean, it was such a, a good performance when they went out the Europa League, Mark, but it, it's changed their season, hasn't it? Because they lost yeah. to Eintracht, but my goodness, yeah. you know, they, they, they put on a good performance yeah. second leg. It's, re- yeah. it's really galvanised them, yeah. you know, really, really, you know, taking them on and Barry Rob- uh, Robson's looking at the part of the staff, the players, the connection back with the uh, with the supporters, as Rangers putting their corner in. Uh, and then to go to Ibrooks and win... Uh, three three one. You know, defend really well, create chances. Um, you know, you, you could see that Rangers could have defended uh, better. Of course, they could have. Um, but you've got to give credit to to Aberdeen. It was brilliant. A young manager, Barry Robson, um, doing really well. And that and that will kickstart Aberdeen season. And I fancy them to beat Helsinki. Do you tonight, Paul? Yeah, yeah. I think um, Petrodi will be absolutely packed, and uh, I think Aberdeen will get a victory. The spirit of eighty three. You yeah, know, forty, 40 years ago. Yeah. Forty years ago. Yeah, big. Big Alec, Gordon yep. Stratton, Jim Layton, so furious. Yep, <laughs> so furious. Um, yeah, yep. I mean, you think about it, Paul. You know, you're right at the heart of it and all that. Yep. Back then, I mean, beating Real Madrid, of course, beat, beaten Bayern Munich. You know, and, and absolutely it, brilliant. It is amazing, isn't it? Real Madrid yeah. in the final in Gothenburg. I, bu- I told you a few months ago, I bumped into the goalkeeper who then, of course, went to Man United, one of Scotland's best keepers. Uh, Jim Layton he's obviously a quiet man isn't he because yeah. he was almost shocked that somebody knew him I said Jim yeah. Layton and uh, maybe he knew it was me and he was just uh, avoiding me <laughs> 40 years later but it's phenomenal just yeah. what they did what that team did oh, when you to think beat Ma- Real Madrid Layton, Miller, yeah. McLeish yeah. Matt McGee Eric Black yeah. you know Doug Rugby you know you John think Hewitt. of that team yeah. John Hewitt John yeah. McMaster right there That's I mean right. what a what a team and then you know Sir Alex with we Archie Knox and you know never forget Archie Knox's role in it all you know oh, yeah. so so important to everything um, that happened there and then you hear some of the stories now the players are more relaxed they can really give you what went on uh, behind the scenes some of that sure. oh yeah. my god but their achievements yeah. on the park absolutely incredible 
saw pictures of Archie Knox there with Graham Soonis at the tribute night yeah. to the late great Walter Smith the other yeah. evening well done oh. James Mortimer and everyone uh, organising that it was a great night I know did, Jim yeah. White was up for it as well it was, yeah. it was and great, uh, great Jim's up I know there's a big lunch tomorrow for a charity close to your heart as well the Chris Boyd charity so that's on tomorrow for I see him in Sky just now yeah, yeah. big yeah. big day uh, tomorrow Jim White coming up to, to host Barry Aron Barry Ferguson doing the the Q and A and and Dean Saunders, who's who's you know great company that doing a bit of the the uh, the can after uh, lunch comedy. So yeah, more than three hundred um, going along. It's a great a great cause. You know, obviously the, the circumstances in which Chris set up his charity charity after losing his um, his young brother uh, Scott. So um, you know, does a lot of good work in the people in Glasgow and Ayrshire. Paul, you know, a lot of Kilmarnock Stevens former club as well. You know, really support it. Um, so yeah, it does really well. Get a good heart, Chris. A real good heart. So much money raised by the football fraternity. The, the people um, Sunday night will be the testimonial dinner for James Forrest. Brilliant. And yeah. of course, a lot of that money is going to Celtic Foundation and also to the Kilbride Hospice. And he's Kilbride. So yeah, so it's um, something that helps so many people. And people don't realise that Stephen, you know, all the clubs as we see Rangers coming forward there. But you know, at Falkirk, all the clubs you've been at, St Mirren, Sheffield United, I could go on and on at Kilmarnock. They raise a lot of money and do a lot also with dementia sufferers, for example, coming along to the football grounds, meeting the player, just being around something that's familiar to them. Yeah, I mean, you never really take it for granted how much of a difference just going along to these schools or um, hospitals when you do the hospital visits just puts it all into perspective. Yeah. Um, and, and these clubs do brilliant things. And we're just watching that. Yeah, Desert's again involved. I think I think his first touch could be better there. Right. I think I think he's in the box just to tell uh, the listeners he's broken into the box. What should he have done? I mean, it's nearly great, but his first touch just gets away from him. It's a bit closer to him than he can get shot away and, and gets his goal. I mean, it, it does. He almost is threatening to be a a decent player, isn't he? He's, he's nearly, but. Um, I think the touch has summed up his, his start to his Rangers career and, and he's unfortunately for him he in the past couple of weeks he's emerged as a target for the Boo Boys he's like the kind of boy that, that, that's taking the blame for, for what's gone wrong uh, in the past couple of games which which is unfortunate so he needs to go and uh, prove his worth one one thing you can tell he, his heart's in it you know he wants to do well yep. he's no hiding mm-hmm. um, it's just not going for him just now but he, but he needs a a couple of goals and probably you know just like a new manager get in might spot something or might not might just say you know what sometimes it just doesn't work out sometimes it's just not going to happen for you no matter um, how hard you, you you try but again when you sit, you assess what Rangers have got and what they let go yeah. you know they're, they're, they're weaker Cholak is the, yeah, the Cholak, most obvious Cholak you know 20 odd goals you know get the goal got them into the, 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 the Champions League um, in Eindhoven mm-hmm. 14 months ago yeah. so you look at that Sakala yeah he wasn't everybody's cup of tea but he gave you something different he was a menace you know a lovely pace and he got uh, better hadn't he yeah scored yeah. against Celtic you know, so big goal so you look at what they let go to what they've, they've brought in it, 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 you know it's kind of thing where's the logic in it the, the Cholak one though I mean Michael Beale didn't nearly give him a chance I mean you think of um, Alfredo Morelos at times last season looked out of shape yeah miles off the pace but he continued to, to go with him instead of going with Cholak so I mean it was almost a, a guarantee that he'd be away in the summer Do you think Michael Beale you don't want to pile in on the guy he's lost his job he's out um, but do you think he will sit and reflect and think why did I not give someone like Cholak look at the facts look at the figures he was the best striker at the club at the time 
and there was no proof that anyone coming in was going to be better than him. Yeah, Paul, that will be interesting because eventually Michael B will open up, but it will yeah. take a bit of time. Yeah. Um, but he will give his side of the the story, his version of events. Now, I don't know him. Well, I don't know him on a personal level. Obviously, you know, dealt with him uh, and different things on a personal. Yeah. I don't know. Is he a type of guy that would do self reflection? I'm not so sure. Well, maybe he should because he's only 43 years old. Yeah. You know, he'll be back in. I thought Brendan Rodgers gave gave a great uh, some mm. great quotes about it you know he spoke to the media the other day and he was generous about Michael Beale because you know the Rangers fans this time last year I mean he was at the Aberdeen game when Giovanni Van Bronckhurst was the manager and of course Rangers thanked them didn't they they won that day yeah, four one one, I think, yeah. there's an irony in it and then mm. at the weekend there um, it's Aberdeen who come down and not exactly tan but 3-1 against Rangers strange I, I, how it works I, I found the comments strange when he said about Aberdeen we shouldn't be losing like this to a team uh-huh. I mean Aberdeen when I was watching him in Frankfurt, I was thinking, they're they're really. I mean, he's international players. Jamie McGrath who scored at the weekend. Of course, plays for Ireland. Yeah, um, quite often he's he's picked to play for Ireland. I mean, they've spent a lot of money in the summer in Aberdeen. They're, they're, they're no mugs, and just the way he spoke, we shouldn't be losing like that to Aberdeen. I thought I found that really strange. I, 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 in general terms, sometimes I I just found them very patronising towards Scottish football, um, and I thought as well when he was up before he's actually achieved anything. Um, he was wanting to comment and everything. You know, I remember prior to a Rangers Hearts game, he's maybe on the job a couple of months. It's, yeah, mark my words, Robbie Nielsen, he'll be the next manager of Scotland. I'm like, be quiet, what's that got to do with you? Oh, but wanting he said, but genuinely, you know, and then picking fights that he can't win, attracting negative attention to himself, not representing his club properly. We things as well, no getting Stuart Robertson's name right. He's, yeah. he's chief executive, of calls, him Stuart, yeah. calls him Stuart Robinson. Uh, yeah. you know we uh, different thing and that's not just picking for I said all this at the time yeah, I'm not sure. doing because he's away and I thought it was appalling I thought you know, the, the PSV comment thing. sorry yeah. after the game at Ibrox and he said uh, I hope they don't underestimate us do you not think if you're going away from home go on underestimate me and I'll come yeah. and show you yeah. I just thought it was so is that naivety a lot to learn Paul. It, yeah, yeah naivety yeah. yeah a lot to learn and it's actually sometimes you might think you know it all and you don't you've got so much to learn don't make enemies don't make enemies with the media with pundits mm-hmm. don't make enemies with former colleagues that have looked yeah, after you sure. um, so just be careful so I think hopefully he will do self-reflection and when he come back he'll be better prepared for his next job I, I, I see the rewriting of history that um, I think everyone forgets well sometimes forget that Gary McAllister was actually the assistant yeah, manager yeah. and a lot of the time Michael Beale sat in the stand and the year I, the year I was in at Hibs um, I, I did a lot of work for Jack Ross and I sat in the stand and all the emotion of the game, all the emotion with the, re- the fourth official, the, the opposing dugout, I was oblivious to that. I sat in a stand with a clear head that I was able to watch the game. At times when you're down close to the pitch side in the dugout, it's, it was a million times harder. Um, you're feeling you're not feeling the same heat as these guys, the manager and the assistant manager, yeah. so it is easier. Um, you're ready to bark at everything, I, I do think sometimes people forget that Gary <laughs> yeah. Mack was yeah. uh, the assistant manager. Well, Gary's so humble. Yeah. So humble. Uh-huh. Well... So the Michael Beale era is over. We're waiting to find out who it's going to be. Earlier in the programme, Mark Guidi said um, a real contender is Kevin Musket. There's no question. There'll be interviews happening. And it's not yeah. going to be in Glasgow. No. I can Muscat tell you that yeah, for sure. Uh, from he, what I'm told, be, Kevin Musket yeah. will definitely be interviewed for the job. Yep. And he's the coach, the manager, the former Rangers. He was only there a season or so, wasn't he? wasn't that long. Yeah, Dick Advocat but, but, signed them. But it was yeah. a winning season for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah signed them. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Where did they sign them from? 
Well, while Ooh. you're thinking, I'll also give you Frank Palace, no. Lampard. Suddenly his name came out. And now that would be box office. The media would love it. But Rangers fans, a lot of you who were on last night were saying, nah, I'm not so sure. Everyone seems to like him. He's been up to see Rangers. But but it shouldn't be about box no, office, Paul. Sure. It should yeah. be about talent and the ability to go and do the job. So if you're saying to me, would I go Frank Lampard, yep. box office, or would I go Derek McInnes? I'd go Derek McInnes. 100% every day of the week ahead of Frank Lampard how do you justify Frank Lampard ahead of a Derek McKinnon somebody who's under your nose box office Ange Postacoglu wasn't box office who? the appointment who? that's what we all said yeah, yeah. we were all ignorant but yeah. he was his football was yeah. box office his uh, press conferences were box office everything about it was box office not because he was a brilliant footballer because he was a brilliant manager and you said earlier in the programme, Derek McInnes, you've worked with him firsthand and you saw what he did at Kilmarnock. Because you, you weren't favourites to come up. I, I'm, I'm okay. If Rangers go and give it to Kevin Muscat, if, if Pascal Jansen, if, if they yeah. give it to a, a top European coach, I'm okay with that. I think but when it becomes a Sam Allardyce, a Frank Lampard, why not give it to someone that knows the club and the league inside out? And has proven over the years, I know he, he regrets maybe not winning uh, more than one trophy with Aberdeen, but... I mean, they pushed some pretty special Celtic teams right to the limits. Yeah. Look at what Derek inherited at Aberdeen. Look at what he turned them into. Aberdeen were serial bottom four. That's right, yeah. So he won you them forget a that cup, now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, pushed them close. And uh, look at Stephen Mazzea. Look at what he inherited at Kilmarnock. Wasn't he going well? Wasn't he heading in the right direction? A team that had come down was trying to find its feet. You talking about Stephen? there. <laughs> we, we... Yeah, very much so. <laughs> but as I said, we were similar. There was lots of... I mean, lots of potential within the squad. There was, I mean, we were dropping points and then the next group would come in to get a shot or they'd win a game, they'd stay in, they'd lose a game. There was so much kind of similarities within the squad with so many options, like the current Rangers team. Derek McInnes came in and he says, I'm signing Ash Taylor at the back and I'm signing King, Kyle Lafferty up front yeah. and the rest is, that's my best 11 and we're going with it. And at the time, one of my best ever post-matches, we, we played down at Capelo and anyone that's ever watched the game or played down at Kaplow I mean it's not a, exactly a footballing uh, spectacle it's I not mean, the Bernabeu is it we get battered into submission <laughs> on the night yeah. early I mean we really stood up to it it was quite a windy night and we dug out a point and Derek McInnes I mean you're thinking oh, we're getting it after this we were so poor uh, me personally I couldn't get in the game couldn't get my foot in the ball took me off for 10 minutes to go and it was almost like a, a mercy taking me off that night <laughs> and you're thinking we're getting it after this and he says honestly lads that's the best point since I came in here Really? He said, I'd have hated to play in that game as a player. See, I was a midfielder, Stephen, I'd have hated that. Um, couldn't get a foot in the ball, all night watching the ball over your head. What a brilliant point, but it's gone now. Let's never talk about that game again. We have to go and win next week if we're going to win this league. And I, I, and I just that. thought that was brilliant. Loved everything about it. Real and relatable. Need to take a quick break. It's half-time in Limassol. Aris are one up. There was a penalty check just beforehand, which uh, could not have been... But it hasn't been given, was it? Uh, it, nope. it looked like it could have been, but not given. Okay, talk about that next. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A tailored service where each code is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go! Tomorrow night on the programme, it's going to be John Hartson, fresh from the game last night. So I'm on TNT, what well, heard him. And also Craig Moore, who gave us a great insight into... Musky. Kevin Musket. Yeah, that's that's a great that's a London accent there. Is that a Michael Beale saying musky? Musky. Yeah. So that's the voice there of um, John Culshaw. Yes. <laughs> now Mark Goody, Paul Cooney, and Stephen McGinn. So what it's no laughing matter at the moment though for Rangers. A goal down at half time. That goal came early nine minutes. Um mm. and it was Alex Mokatu Mosanda 
So, a bit of a shocker earlier on. Yeah. And there was a suggestion of handball there against Conor Goldson. But luckily, and probably quite rightly, that was overruled. VAR said not, no penalty right there in injury time. Stephen, what are you yeah, thinking? I, I was just thinking, I mean, Rangers have earned the, the right to dig out a point here tonight in terms of their, within the group. They, they beat Betis in the first game. And if you'd offered any Rangers fan four points at the opening two games you'd have snapped your hand off it so really poor first half um, it's not an ideal game um, very um, small crowd and a bobbly pitch in warm conditions so if they can dig out the point here um, I'll get a goal back and obviously go and look the game, uh, look to win but I think they've earned the right just to get out of there with a point Mark what's the interim manager saying to his ex-colleagues at the moment at half time it's a tough one for him isn't it needs to be better Paul I mean the you look at the Dessers goal that was, you know, he's, he's you know, he, he literally has a toe um, offside, but he actually does well to hold off the defender, uses his body well and he just slips it under the goalie. So from your point of view, that's that's a positive and, and they'll do Dessers good even though it was disallowed. But, you know, defensively, I do think Limassol will tire Paul. They've put so much into their high energy team. Not a lot of quality about them, to be honest. The pitch is absolutely dreadful. But Rangers have been at six and seven. You could argue they're lucky only be one goal down. First 15 minutes were all over the place. Uh, but Steve David just got to get a bit of calm and just you know keep your shape, keep organised, and then just try and make that uh, difference um, in the final third. But not a great performance at all from Rangers at all. Paul, they need to do better. Winners for Rangers tonight. Is there anyone so far? Butlins had a couple of uh, good saves. Tavernier, Goldson, Davies, and Barisic. Please shout if anyone. Lundstrom, I heard you earlier on. Should be doing better. Raskin, you always get hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, decent off. It's just the final third. Yeah. Um, Paul, you know, Scott Wright need to get more involved. You know, get some service to Desert. You know, Sima, we know he's got brilliant pace, but you need to do more than that. You know, you need to be, you need to be, you know, be more effective than that. I think. I mean, right, um, Raskin came in and the brilliant start to his Rangers career. I mean, a lot of noise over his potential and and, and getting him, but he's gone from finding Ryan Kent in these areas um, with the greatest respect. Sima um, scored some goals, but he's he's not been as good as Ryan Kent. So. But within that, when you're when you're attacking players are maybe not as good as they were last year. I mean, the midfield the players only they're getting it to these match winners. You're only getting it to them, and if you're passing it to him, he's getting caught in it. Within that, you you're criticised as well because you're saying your performances have dipped. Very young bench for Rangers, isn't it? I'm trying to look to see who might come on. Obviously, yeah. uh, Roof up front would it would he possibly come on? Sifuentes, the man that Michael Beale said will take Rangers to a new level, mm. is on the bench. Could you see him coming on? Yeah, yeah, Sifuentes, you know, he's caught napping at the opening goal against Aberdeen at the weekend. Yeah. Roof's a bit of quality, but again, you just, you know, probably what's gone through Stephen Davis' mind as well is what's the most important thing? They were actually winning Sunday. Sure. You're maybe keeping Roof um, for Sunday, Paul. Because that's going to be some game against your old team, uh, St Mirren. Stephen Robinson is targeting a win over Rangers, which would see them potentially go six points clear, but he's been talking about it. Um, and they're in great form, second top of the table, your old team. Yes, and I mean, it's such a tough place to go. Um, I mean, some of fans are on dreamland in terms of the, yeah. the league position. That, that I think it's one of the best starts in 50, 60 years. But this is a team that Stephen Robinson's in a couple of years in the making. Um, very experienced, a lot of boys at good ages. Um, some players, Mark O'Hara, playing the best football of his career, really, the, lead, the captaincy's taking him to a new level. And they'll fancy it on Sunday, I think, with, with Rangers playing without a manager playing in the heat on the Thursday night I think I think St Myrna will fancy it on Sunday Good on St Myrna for having a real pitch yeah. isn't it Mark because you, yeah. sometimes when I see it for a moment you think oh but I know I've been there yeah. it's a real pitch and good on them 
the Kilmarnocks, the, the, the Livingstons, I think it needs to change. Somebody needs to get a grip. I need to ask you, Mark, what about Cinch? So they go at the end of the season, the deal's over. Yeah. Um, they were allowed to do it. You know, there was a break clause. Cinch are not saying why, but they're out. Um, you can't help. Well, what, what do well, you It's been feel? a messy relationship. Yeah. Uh, they lost the, well, the SPFL, lost the legal case um, against Rangers when, when Rangers uh, took the. The, the agreement to, to task um, if you like and Rangers won it so you know they're, they're well within their rights to, to, to do so by the letter of the law but it's been a messy one and um, probably from, from very early on since I've been looking for a get out they've obviously got a written get out um, which they're using after year three of a, of a five year deal and now uh, after having that security or what you think would be a security of a five year deal which is a brilliant deal to have all of a sudden you're going to be looking for a new sponsor and it's not easy Paul, it's not easy and that's millions and millions of pounds that are going into the heart of every football club which could be the difference between part-time and full-time football could be the difference between having 20 full-time players or only having 16 all your different staff around about clubs so Neil Doncaster who's very well paid um, yeah. and his team will need to go and um, you know find um, new sponsors there's a, there's a new marketing director going in the, um, into it? Hamden right. which does it's a crossover yeah. The SFA and the SPFL, so there, yeah, there's there's one in, on on your task, um, on your to do this to to do list straight away. Go and get a, a new deal. We, we saw the the Scottish Cup without a sponsor for a while. They've now got Scottish Gas, real good backers. You know, concrete um, proposal there, concrete uh, agreement. Um, so yeah, it's not a good place to be, in, but it could be an opportunity to go and find yeah. better. Paul, I've got a good product. You know, I, 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 like, product, I genuinely, I genuinely yeah. like Scottish yeah. football. I think we have got a really good um, product and um, let's go and sell it. Let's go and get as much as we can for it to, to help the football club. Could it be a chance of Parks of Hamilton who won that case? Could could they <coughs> nip in Douglas Park and, and get the whole, it was cinch? Could it be the, the Parks, the Douglas Park Championship? Because that was obviously something that overshadowed what, over a year of that relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I say, it was very, very messy. Yeah. I don't know all the ins and outs of it, Paul, or the, or the legal stuff, but but it struck me as if, you know, it could have been and should have been avoided. Yeah. You know? Sort it out. Rangers still getting ready for the second half. Stephen, I saw there on TNT they were showing you what could have been a red card for one of the Limassol players. Have you watched it again? What do you think? Yeah, I, I can see. I mean, it looked a real sore one for, for Scott Wright, but um, I think just the position of where he lands his foot just catches the top of his foot I think just keeps him safe I think any higher on the shin and it's a it's a definite red card So let's hear from Steve Clark. we've got a few moments just to look at that we heard the news about Tieran, Kieran Tierney and this is what the manager said about the Real Sociedad defender It's always disappointing to lose key players uh, Kieran's been excellent for us I think it's a shame first and foremost it's a shame for Kieran he's got a, a really good move on loan to Sociedad uh, started really well and obviously picked up quite a what looks like quite a significant injury so we'll miss him but I know I know Kieran uh, he'll, he'll work as hard as he can to get back as quickly as possible uh, and we'll be there to support him and hopefully we're waiting on the other side for him as well Stephen it's been so, some good news it's been so successful is he going to switch to a back four I know he said he, he's considering it I mean I, you'd absolutely be speaking about that as a staff um, we spoke about when Kieran Tierney missed the Euros it, it just wasn't the same fluency to the to the formation they always play so I mean within within that you're thinking had Elliot Anderson opted to be in the squad mm -hmm. you look at guys like Harvey Barnes it'd be a much simpler transition to the four 
four at the back because then you can have natural width um, with wingers. So disappointing from that aspect. But yeah, I'm sure. I mean, Steve Clark's a, t- a top coach, top manager. So um, well, you, you back him that whatever he chooses to do is the right thing. You will say that as the brother of a Scotland star. No, I think we all agree with you. Um, let's hear from the managers talking about them. Well, it could be opportunities from for some others. I think there's always an opportunity for someone. When you when you lose a player with injury, it's a chance for someone else. So someone else will step into Kieran's position. Uh, it's up to them to do as well as they can do. The squad is, is strong. I believe it's strong. I believe I've got good options. So it's... It's nice to be able to call on people like Greg Taylor to come in, who's started the season well at Celtic. Liam Cooper's come back to the squad as well, which gives me another option at the back. So it's it's a, it's a reasonably strong squad again. Of course, someone that didn't come in is Ben Doak. So that's the third one that's not been selected that you want to talk about. Listen, Ben's one that we've got our eye on. I had a chat with Scott Gemmell about it. I'm a great believer that young players need minutes on the pitch. Uh, He'll get minutes on the pitch with under-21s, where he's already played above his age grade anyway. So it's good experience for him. He'll go there, he'll do well. And hopefully Scott's team can can be involved in the mix for qualification as well, which would be great. And if Ben's part of that, for him, that's a that's another step in his, his development. I was at Anfield last Wednesday night, Paul, watched Liverpool-Leicester and Ben Doak started the game, get an hour. It was brilliant. Absolutely uh, brilliant, yeah. I spoke with Kenny Dalglish after the game about him. Kenny raves about him. Jurgen Klopp loves him. He played for Scotland on the 21s in Spain last month. Was man of the match. Stole the show, even though Scotland lost. So I think probably looking at Spain away, is that an opportunity to give Ben Dope and bring him in? And you're also depriving Scott Gemmel and the team still in the mix. But I think Ben Dope will be in the squad for Germany next summer. I have no doubt about that. If Scotland qualify, and I believe they will, that Ben Dot will be a part of it. It's something different, Paul. He's that old-fashioned player, takes on a defender. He's playing against James Justin, highly experienced defender for Leicester, Stephen, who you know, and was tearing them apart time after time. Probably should have scored, actually. Um, young Ben didn't get a goal, but played his part in, in a victory for Liverpool. He's he's He'll be more than ready to step up. Great to hear. Only a couple of minutes left. What's happening over there in Limassol? Well, Seema has just... Um, made the same foul that he made in the Livingston game and it was given finishes it again and he's just been booked for descent um, it was actually less of a foul than the one against Livingston but Rangers if they keep um, letting um, Limassol get down the sides of them they're going to get punished yeah. they have to tighten up because every time we look up it looks like Limassol are counter attack so they really need to tighten up or this game will be away from them Mark it's a worry Limassol have had more of the play since half time what are we five minutes into the second yeah, and, and do you know what? Steam's absolutely right. You're watching that replay. Seema yeah. could have got away with it. Actually, it's not a, a clear cut foul. There's contact, but yeah, I mean, compared to what happened against Livingston last week, night and day, but he, he didn't get away with that one, and that was less of a challenge. Brendan Rodgers last night, so every Celtic fan disappointed. Virtually last kick of the ball or the last header, it was a goal for Lazio, 2 1 to the Italians. Yeah, I think the learning is it's always in just managing the game at that late stage, and if you can't win it, we. we knocked on the door second half we were progressive with the ball and got into some really good areas but if you can't make the breakthrough you just got to make sure in that last part of the game that you're secure behind the ball and uh, and that was a, a devastating way to, to lose the game because we, we deserve something from it so um, but like in every game there's always a learning we'll analyse it and uh, for when we're here for um, for the Atletico Madrid game then uh, hopefully we can learn the lessons from it Yeah that's next up it's just uh 
Atletico Madrid in a couple of weeks time but it is the Champions League yeah. there's nothing like it Rangers are still a goal down Stephen have we missed anything in the last minute or so? No just again as we speak Limassol are on the break again they're going they're not they're not recycling attacks Rangers they're just they're attacking and uh, then giving the ball away getting caught in the counter attacking as I said being 1-0 down this isn't how you, you want the game to be going can tell you Brighton have pulled one back against Marseille but Freiburg have also they scored 1-1 at the moment with West Ham that's it for tonight Mark thanks and good luck tomorrow with the Thank Chris Boyd uh, the lunch yeah, charity, yeah, mental charity health, lunch charity, yeah. Yeah. Good day. Stephen I know you're not back playing yet but good luck big game Falkirk yeah, against the, the Ackies massive game Saturday thanks, thanks Paul thanks so much tomorrow night at 5 it's going to be John Hartson and Craig Moore the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. A tailored service where each code is created with the best products and a fair price, no upfront costs. Let's go! Looking to reduce your energy bills? Global Eco Energy install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage and air source heat pumps, we offer bespoke solutions. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk and quote Solar 10 for 10% off your installation. Available until 30th September 2023.